Hello and welcome to Boozy Book Reports, a simple podcast where we revisit childhood classics while drinking copious amounts of alcohol. We're your hosts, Beth and Sam. And this month we're reporting on The Best Christmas Pageant Ever, written by Barbara Robinson, first published in 1972. Yeah, yeah. This was one of my favorite movies growing up because Mm -hmm. they came out with a movie in 1983 And not only did I watch it all the time when I was a kid, I probably started watching it when I was like four years old Mm -hmm. and watched it religiously into my like preteens. And then uh, I I rewatched it last night. And it it held up as far as nostalgia. I was just like, I loved it. Had you read the book? I never read the book. So I've always wanted to read the book because of the movie. I have never read the book and I've never watched the movie. So this is my first exposure to this. Okay, yeah. I just, it, it just brought back Christmas. Like it just brought back those like, Christmas tinglies and just being very excited. So, is this your favorite Christmas movie? It, mm, it's my favorite Christmas. It's what well, it's up there. It's okay, up there. It's a made-for-TV movie, so you have to keep your. Some are. Cla- I mean, technically, wasn't was Hocus Pocus originally made for no, TV? No, it oh. came out in the theaters. Yeah, really. Hocus Pocus two in was made for TV. Oh, okay. I but I mean, the it's OG. Disney Plus now, so it yeah, doesn't yeah, count yeah. as made for TV. Mm. Yeah, but so, there's some good. I mean. I, I was a big fan of Night of the Twisters, which was oh. the made-for-TV knockoff of Twister. Oh. And we just watched I, that one a lot. I bet that was real good. Well, my favorite holiday <laughs> Christmas movie, yeah. not to get too far down the road, yeah. is The Christmas Card, which is based on a soldier that gets a Christmas card from a woman. It helps him get through some rough times, and he goes to find her in her quaint town, and her family uh, owns a sawmill and a tree and a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> fall in love. That is some fucking Hallmark. And it was, and, it, and, it, and I would say this is, this is before like Hallmark movies became the Christmas Hallmark movies. Countdown to Christmas, 50 movies to watch. It's before that. So although it's Hallmark-esque, it was actually like much better than like current like Hallmark movies. Okay. But we have gotten off track. We have we haven't really started the episode. No, even. <laughs> because we need to start drinking immediately. Because you made a ton. Well, it might be part of, of this problem. Is I had a little bit of leftover uh, of one of these cocktails and I threw it back and it's starting to hit me. So. Okay, I've had none. And also, Let's I just want to say we have so many beverages on our table <laughs> because not only do we have two cocktails and a little side. Thing from the cocktail car of, of, of just something. leftover ginger beer. Yes, and then we have water because hydrate or dihydrate. You know Is that what the kids say. <laughs> I thought it was hydrate. <laughs> I thought it was hydrate or dihydrate. That's what Patagonia, the drag queen. Oh, says. I like that. Yes. So, what are we drinking? Well, uh, so the first one we're going to start with is actually pretty tame. This one is a riff on a tequila-based cocktail called an El Diablo. Because kind of, you know, the the impression that the children in the book give is that they're kind of devilish. So we went with an El Diablo. It's also a ginger-based cocktail. But I made it with Ritual's alcohol-free tequila. So it's we're going to call this one the Diabolito, even though Mm. I I definitely took French. I think it means little devil. I should have Googled. That's fine. Somebody will correct us, I'm sure. Yes, please. Uh, Sound off (laughs) The the internet's real good at that. (laughs) (laughs) About my, the fact that I took French. Yes. Uh, So yeah, this is technically, it has creme de cassis in it. It has the alcohol-free tequila and it has ginger beer and lime juice. 
So technically it's very low ABV. So this is a good one if you're just, you know, want a little bit of chair, but not not a ton. So, mm-hmm. oh, and the uh, alcohol-free tequila is from my brother-in-law, Scott. So thank you, Scott. Thanks, Scott. He's our number one supporter. He, he was one of our so. Spotify listeners this year in Spotify wrapped. Love I know. you, Scott. Top, top, <laughs> but he's still behind somebody. Top 3%. I know. Oh. He, he thinks it's the Norwegians. Okay, probably. The Norwegians. There's that one Norwegian guy. Who's anyway. into it. Cheers. Right, cheers. Ooh. I like it. I do too. Ooh, it's got a little. It's got a little tang at the end. It's got some tang, and I think that the the uh, alcohol-free tequila is like a little on the uh, smoky side. Almost is more like a mezcal. Mm, not mad at it. Mm-mm. It's good. I'd drink that. I drink it. I drink it with alcohol too. Yeah, more alcohol. I mean, it has a little bit, but yeah, I would too. This but is but it quite doesn't nice. taste. It doesn't taste um, alcoholy at all. No, no. Well, I mean, because it. Cause I know it there's literally, not like, real. Cassis is like as like there's more alcohol in Nyquil. Oh. Okay, that's what we should make. NyQuil shots. Like where you just drink some NyQuil and go to bed or? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could work too. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, that that one. Uh, yeah, so that was our first cocktail. Yes. So El Diabolito. Uh, the next cocktail that we have is actually December. Mm-hmm. More important maybe than Christmas is yeah Beth, absolutely Beth's birthday. Yes, it, it is, is my Beth's birthday month. Birthday month. Yes. So I have made Beth's favorite favorite cocktail, and we actually because the other one was a non-alcoholic, um, <laughs> I made us like actual proper full size lemon drop martinis. Yeah. So I'm gonna be turned up. I'm already a little buzzed off of like the you know finger that I drank earlier. So it's a lemon drop martini. It's got lemon juice. Freshly squeezed. It's got a uh, triple sec. It's got some. I'm glad I did not make it with the Cointreau. Uh, it's got triple sec. It's got citron vodka and uh, some simple syrup. And then we made a glittery yeah, rim. Yeah, it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, so Boyana, another avid listener, uh, gave us some uh, edible glitter. And so I made a sugar and glittered rim. So it looks like a Christmas treat. Yeah, it is literally beautiful. Yeah, so if you're not a big Christmas, like heavy cinnamony drinker, mm-hmm. this is a good, nice one that you can make it pretty, you can make it festive and feel a little like spring. It smells so delicious. Cheers. Happy birthday. Yum. Better than twigs? Um, <sighs> I like this one better, but twigs yes! is way sweet. Twi- twigs is almost like a, a dessert one. It's very sweet. So I did not make a sweet. Well, that checks out. Restaurants do that. Um, I did not make it as sweet just because I, you know, I had the heavily sugared rims. So. Yeah. No, I think I it's, why I you... love it. I just, um, it's, the, I like the this more traditional one than the like sweet sweet one Mm -hmm. but i liked i used to like the sweet i would have said let me take this back two years ago i would have said oh i like the sweet one better and then you started a book club report with drinking alcohol where i forced you to drink old fashions and now you're like like, this is delicious this is the sweetest thing i've ever had yeah Yeah. six months from now you're gonna be just like straight whiskey i mean yeah i'm gonna be straight scotch i'm gonna sip on scotch that's even too far for me but anyway yeah it's good two good cocktails I had, uh, we ran out of lemon juice, so mine's half lime juice. So oh. it's just, it's just citrus citru- drop. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It's quite good. It's very uh, drinkable. So we have our drinks. We have our cocktails. They're delicious. I'm so excited. I already feel it in my stomach. My stomach's going like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the party We're, just. It's going to get started. <laughs> I'm the, feeling warm. The party don't start till I walk in. Mm. Uh, but Sam is going to read the back of the book for us for those of you that don't have any idea what this story is about. 
The Herdmans are the worst kids in the history of the world. They lie, steal, smoke cigars, swear, and hit little kids. So no one is prepared when this outlaw family invades church one Sunday and decides to take over the annual Christmas pageant. None of the Herdmans has ever heard the Christmas story before. Their interpretation of the tale, the wise men are a bunch of dirty spies and Herod needs a good beating, has a lot of people up in arms. But it will make this year's pageant the most unusual anyone has seen and just possibly the best one ever. Mm. Love it. Love it. Also, this book has two sequels. It has, yeah. There's one that's the Halloween version, and then they have one that's like the first day of school or something. Does it still have the, like, the feral children? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. all about them. Uh, and then, of course, I already mentioned that there's a, a movie that you can watch, and it is on YouTube. So if you are desperate and for a fix of Christmas, you can uh, watch it on YouTube. Maybe this, uh, maybe Christmas when I'm home and, yeah. you know, the parents go to bed a little bit or on the early side. Yeah. So. It's a good one to have on, like, when you are playing Switch or, uh, you know, or it's like... like Cleaning. Cleaning or, or just something. And there's just some very sweet moments. So anyway, I cannot speak highly enough about it. But I was so excited to read the book. And it did for me, it did not disappoint as far as like child shenanigans. Like this, yes. this, these kids are just something else. So the story is narrated by this girl named Beth. And um, her, she has a very stereotypical late 70s, 80s family. You know, a mom that stays home a dad that goes to work and wants dinner when he gets home, a little brother that's annoying yeah. at her. And she's just living it's her best the 70s, most, 80s life. Yeah, it's very like stereotypical. Very, very. And I have to say, I'm not going to give a full trigger warning. There are a few points in this book where the language is outdated and there's definitely some strong um, gender stereotype roles and um, uh, whatnots. Yeah, there's a there's a comment about like Custer at the end that I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah, I would say they could remove like two or three sentences that would not affect the book at all. Yeah. And then it would be completely updated for for today's times. <laughs> yeah. So our story starts out that this girl is kind of just des describing this family of six children, which their names are Imogene, Ralph, Claude, Leroy, Ollie, and Gladys. <laughs> I mean, those are some names. <laughs> those are they some are. names. They they are. You know, this is like <laughs> feels a little like to me like if the boxcar children were like had a had an edge. Oh yeah, if they were feral. Yeah, if they, more feral than like they're nicely like you know very neat and proper. Yeah, nineteen forties version. Is not these kids. Yeah, these kids are running a straight muck. Yeah, and. I mean, and in their defense, they have no supervision. Their mom's a single mom. Yeah. Working like, like two jobs. Two or, jobs. And yeah. she works at a shoe factory for one of them. Not around. Yeah. People keep calling CPS to check on them, but CPS does nothing. It's another case of kids just slipping through the cracks. hundred percent. I was like, why do we keep reading these books about these damn feral children? Yeah. And who, like, everybody in the neighborhood is like, what a bunch of shit heels!" And... What? 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 Like nobody steps in. No, they, they have the one lady that they say the one lady tries to go every year and then get um to like get welfare so that the mom could be home more. Mm -hmm. And the mom's like, no, nope. I just have to keep working. <laughs> and there's like even she doesn't want to be around her shitty kids. Yeah. Like, that's the worst. It's the worst. It's Everyone's the worst. so mean to these. I mean, the kids are assholes. Yes. But I mean, it's it's they're assholes who fell through the cracks. Yeah. Like even at school, the teachers just keep passing them. Yeah. They, they they are not 
up to par. They cannot read. They're they, like, they're, we just can't have two of them at one time. Yes. <laughs> and they're violent in school. They're hitting kids and beating them up. And Imogene loves to smoke cigars in all the bathrooms she finds. She outs everybody's weight. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> yes. She finds out how much everybody weighs and then tells everybody. Yeah. Or uses it to blackmail people yeah. into giving them her, her charm bracelets. And <laughs> it is... It is a trip. Which that charm bracelet actually is quite expensive. I looked up the price. Oh my gosh, of from 1972. Because <laughs> that's what I do in these stupid books. Uh, the $650 or the $649 would be $50 for each one of her little 22 oh, charms. Oh, so this is like the, what is it? Pagoda? Not Pandora. Pa Pandora. Yeah. Which are, I, I saw a few TikToks that made me believe that maybe these are having a little bit of a comeback, which makes me laugh because it's like such it, a grandma brand. It feels like it is something that like the... Uh, you know, the the like Gen Zers. I, I, forgive me if I, I don't want to offend any Gen Zers, yeah, but it does and, and feel... And this is Sam's opinion, not mine, yeah. just for the record. No, no. <laughs> you, might, you might share this. I think it might be something that they would like sort of ironically, where they're like, yeah. you know, oh, haha, ha, this charm bracelet, but they are actually kind of cute. I mean, it is a... I always wanted a charm bracelet. Yeah. Not the not that kind. I wanted the real with the dangly charm, charm bracelet. One, and then I lost it. Oh, that's that a so sad, sad day. That's a sad day. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. It's okay. I looked at it for at my grandma's for a long time. Oh, goodness. But <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I do occasionally I, still think about it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like nine-year-old me is just like, because, you know. You lost your charm? Like, something? how did that happen? Like, I, I, I would I be devastated. I took it off at my grandma's and then it was gone. Oh. I know. One of the fun things about the book that I got, it was used so the person that had it before me was a kid. I think his name is Alexander because he wrote it on the book <laughs> and he left notes and it's so cute. Aww. Like on the very first page, uh, they're kind of describing the the Herdmans and she, he's like, some pretty bad kids. <laughs> Highlighted. He's like, it, it just, it's just so funny. So the first, you know, the first little while, it's just really talking about how awful these kids are and how they do all these horrible things. Imogene's so smart, though. Like, she's always come up with really clever ways to antagonize people. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm here for that a little bit. And so one day, like, uh, Beth's little, Beth, Beth's brother, I can't remember if she, he's little or, or, I can't believe. I think he's younger. Char I think he's under. Charlie, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. yeah. He, he, like, the Herdmans have just been harassing him and whatever and one of the brothers is coming up to him and like stealing his food. He's like, well, you can just have it because I get all the food I want at yeah. church. I get cake and cookies. I get everything. Yeah. And so lo and behold, the Herdmans, uh, they, they show up to church on Sunday and uh, looking for snacks, looking for snacks. Uh, they did find some some coins in the offering plate that they helped themselves to. <laughs> uh, but it was also the day that they announced the Christmas pageant. Yeah. And I think they stole something from the kitchen, too. They, I thought probably I don't remember. They, they did a lot of um, they, shady business. <laughs> I love that. They're like, oh, she smokes cigars. That's mm -hmm. like the shadiest thing they can uh, think of. Well, yeah. they also talk about I was kind of just like, really? Let me see if I can find it. And later in the book, it talks about how. Uh, one of the boys talks about sex and stuff, but he says like sex. He says, uh, they talk about sex and underwear. And I was like, I'm surprised they said sex in, in children's book meant for little children. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, know, that it might is a bit being, surprising. But, but in the movie, they call it sexy things, which I feel like sexy things feels different than saying sex. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just being a prude. But it feels different. No, I think you're right. I think, the you know, like naming the act is different. Yes. Yeah. But um, anywho, so we find out that this year's pageant is going to be a little bit different because the normal director, she has done 
broke her leg. She like fell over some stuff. Yeah, she <laughs> fell over the long. Like she had one of those telephone cords that went for like eight miles from the kitchen to the living room and well, fell over it. How the hell else are you going to take your call Gosh. by the TV? I like I'm having flashbacks of the super <laughs> coil. Oh my gosh! And you're yes. trying to undo it because you can't even go. It's always twisted. It always, oh, always twists. twists. Yeah, and it's like it's like the the strongest cord you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she she's she and this was the you know I feel like every church has a church lady that's in charge of everything and that's her yeah. and so the church ladies are scrambling <laughs> yeah. to get the potluck taken care of and yeah. the this every, and that she is literally the cog in the wheel of the church mm-hmm. social circle and especially for the ladies events yes and shockingly no one wants to take on the Christmas pageant yeah it seems that this is like everybody's least favorite yeah as someone that worked in churches for a long time and did many uh, a pageant Easter play performances it is I loved it because I love performing and I love putting stuff together, but it is one of the most aggravating, frustrating things that you could ever do. I mean, you yeah, okay, like the mom even says this, the best mom says, you know, like, I could I could do the uh, the potluck with my hand tied behind my back. Mm-hmm. You just assign people some dishes. You say, okay, A through J, bring an entree, J, you know, K through Z, bring a, you know, a dessert or whatever. And then you know you're corralling adults Mm -hmm. but like the pageant uh, did i tell you one time i went into a middle school Mm -mm. i went in as a grad student i was like oh i'm gonna volunteer (laughs) i'm so good with the kids oh my god they love middle school (laughs) a choice i should have known better my middle school experience was utter shit so i go to this middle school and i was there you know there was a couple options for volunteer things and they like kind of let you run through a couple of them and try them and I went to the after school math club one time Mm. because it was just a a rumpus room I walked in the kids are running around like one kid's just like (laughs) screaming and stuff and then another kid runs up to me and goes I think we should ban white smarties because they look like prescription drugs and I did not know what to say to this child you know this is after my like volunteer training where they teach you how to appropriately hug a child because he's like you know the guy was like the children will run up to you and they will run directly into your crotch yep. here is how to reorient yes. you know in a way that is like appropriate I'd done all this training and this kid runs up to me telling me about his you know prescription drug confusion with white smarties and the only thing I could think of was like have you considered writing your congressman <laughs> Oh, like I didn't know what to say. But uh, I ended up doing the, the before school one because it was way calmer. I realized mm-hmm. I had no classroom like management skills. Oh, it is a, it is a very special skill set. Uh, yeah. To deal with children. I, They're I, just freaking awful. I think I Love talked them, about this on, on the podcast one time. We did like this, the local one of the local like volunteer events to teach science to the kids. And I asked the kids, what did they do in the day to get energy with hoping for the answer of I eat things. Mm-hmm. Or, or I said, what gives you energy? And I was hoping for food. Yeah. And one kid yells, beer. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. And Ugh. then I, I just realized I had no classroom management. Well, I don't know how. Well, um, I don't I, know how people do all it. these like flashes because I primarily this last round in, in that I worked with students, it was yeah. mainly dudes and oh, like God. middle school boys and high school boys. And there were just times at one time this kid was like, I'm driving the kids to get Froyo after they were helping me paint our, our activity room. Mm-hmm. And literally one of the boys is grinding up Smarties in the back of my car and snorting them. And I was like, okay. please, please don't. 
on so many levels. I'm not saying I did. I did not do this, but like mm-hmm. I do remember people doing lines of picky, pixie stick. Okay. I remember that too. Yeah. Stupid, but whatever. Very dumb. Yeah. That's uh, another time. This was like maybe 2007, 2008. D's Nuts was going around and were very popular. <laughs> and we were playing Jackbox games. It's faded out. Uh, I mean, uh, this is when it first like okay, hit. Yeah. And everybody's like, what does that even mean? And so we were playing Jackbox games and they were like using D's Nuts for all of their like <laughs> titles. And of course, like, and I was at a church and yeah. I, I was pretty like, whatever, like as long I let them have enough fun, but then they didn't, they just kept pushing. Yeah. And like the, the senior pastors in there, I'm sure she had no idea what that was, but I was just like, all right, guys, use your names now. Yeah. And then rain it in, rain it in. You know, I'm here to have a little bit of fun, but keep it somewhat classy. But it was hard with like kids again, yeah. like to have like, you know, that kind of humor. Yeah. It was just a lot. <laughs> Maybe this says something about me, but I would, so especially because I don't encounter it that often, it always makes me laugh. Like when I, I did one of these things where we talked to kids about our like life, how we like ended up in the sciences and I went into a sixth grade class and the teacher asked, okay, who's not here today? And all the kids kept yelling John Cena and I <laughs> could not oh, stop gosh. laughing because it, yeah. was, it was this ep- about the same time. Yeah. I yeah. just kept thinking like, burr, 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 yeah. Burr. yeah, it's, it's that's it's one funny. of the hardest thing to be the grown up. But that teacher, I think if she had heard John Cena one more time, yeah. she was gonna flip a desk yeah. and literally like turn into John Cena yeah. and suplex a child. Well, and then when they get on something, they get on something. It's like, <laughs> it come on. Come stop. on. Yeah. I don't know how they I don't know how teachers do it. Yeah. So uh you should kudos if you're more. a teacher. Uh okay. I have to say, like the the herdsmen, these yeah. kids. Oh, the, what? sorry. The point of all that was oh, that, we that had a point. Sorry, yeah, there was a point. Uh, the point of all that was that the mom would rather oh, yeah. not wrangle children. Yes. She'd rather wrangle grown women and some casseroles. Do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, the point. So, yes. So now she's leading this thing. Her son is the one that instigates the herdsmen showing up to to uh, to Sunday school that first Sunday. And it's the Sunday they decide, hey, who wants to be in the pageant? And basically, like, the little kids have to be the, like, the baby ba- angels. Baby angels. So like funny. it's very like prescribed who's gonna do what, except yeah. for like Joseph, Mary, the three wise men. And come to find out the herdsmen's volunteer for all of those roles. Well, they volunteered. Not only have they volunteered, yeah. they have actively threatened other yes. people so that they absolutely get yes. those roles. There's this little girl I think her name is um it's oh, uh the little Alice. Bitchy, the bitchy one. Alice. And she, she's she's a little hooch. And they're like, Oh, she's <laughs> angelic and she's just like Mary would have been. I'm like, yeah. mm, first of all And she puts back first of all, no. on her eyeballs to shimmer her eyelids oh, not, not her eyeballs but <laughs> that yeah would have been amazing yeah, she that would be <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just a lot and 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 as so basically imogene threatens her like you yeah. better not volunteer and after imogene and her brothers and her little sister all volunteer for the main roles afterwards you know um what is what is beth's mom's name i can't remember it's mother like, mother it is just mother. Yes. Narr- <laughs> Narrator's mother is the title. Mother. But basically she like, she's like asks Alice, like, why, why didn't you put your hand up? And she's like, you know, yeah, I, she, she got defensive, right? Yeah. She's like, I just, I didn't, I didn't want, want to. to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. And then but later it comes out. Beth finds out later. Yeah. yeah. You, you were like you were terrified for your life. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. And <laughs> was going to tell everybody how much you weighed or something. Yes. Okay. She actually had a specific threat. I don't remember what it was, but she did have a specific threat. Yeah, I can't remember either. Um, oh, it was just ag- aggressive stuff. So she had, uh, Imogen had threatened Alice that she would clonk you over the head, <laughs> draw pictures on your homework papers and put worms in your coat pocket. 
which are pretty like <sighs> serious threats. So the, the narrator, Beth, does not think she she tries to tell Al Alice that like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, as bad as they are, I mean, yeah, okay, they are actually bad because kids are coming with bruises and all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're they're getting yeah, and th- they did burn down a shed. Mm-hmm. But but there is a comment that like that the shed nobody liked the shed. Yeah. So. so they were like, were people really upset? No. Yeah. The best part of the herdsman though was their cat. They have this aggressive cat that they think might be a bobcat because it's so aggressive. This is like unruly, like feral, horrible feral, cat. feral, feral, feral creature. Yeah, and it's like it just runs amok and it terrifies it, it terrorizes the neighborhood. <laughs> like all the adults are scared of this cat. Yeah. Again, the adults are just like, what? What are you doing? No, like, they're what not are doing, you doing anything. They're, yeah, they're being like, what a bunch of shit kids. I mean, yeah, I don't know. We had a neighbor like fair. that. The rest of the family is pretty okay, but there was just one shitty oh little gosh. kid. We, yeah, we had we had a we had a couple neighborhood kids that like cycled through. One of them got was real. He was a lot, a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Got into a lot of trouble. I think he ended up in prison a few times. And I don't know what happened to this kid, but. One day my mom came out and he was just hacking, trying to hack down her tree, her newly planted oh my tree. Oh, I bet she was pissed. Oh, she, my, yeah. Ange don't play. Yeah. <laughs> she, she don't. She, she was furious. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, but yeah. I, I see how, like, in some sense, thinking back to that kid, his brother was was nice. The mom was doing her best, but sort of the same thing. Like, single mom, dad had sort of left. And just like, one shitty little kid but all the neighbors around us did the same thing that the neighbor this is a very realistic story Mm -hmm. like i feel like everybody just called him little fuck and Mm -hmm. then like moved on with their lives and they were like we don't have time for little fuck yeah like i don't know i don't want to be invested in this it's very sad it's very sad so rehearsals start and mom mom was very clear like hey we have this many rehearsals you need to be at all of them and people just thought that the herdsmans were gonna like bow out they weren't going to show up they they're there late but they come yeah i i think there's kind of an interesting parallel struggle between with like because nobody believes that the mom can do yes that mom can't run the pageant as well as mrs trips on phones yeah you know and then nobody believes that these kids can actually do yes. the thing so there's like a bit of a parallel yes. struggle and and it literally immediately Alice starts keeping notes of everything that is going wrong and everything that they're doing, which comes up later. But uh, it's fascinating because these kids have never been to church and they, they're like, what is this story about? Yeah, they don't even really like know who Jesus Nothing. is. Nothing. And they're like, tell us it from the beginning. Which there is like a very, I will say, there's a very strong Christian bent to this story. Yeah. I was like, as I was watching the movie, I was like, is this propaganda? <laughs> like <laughs> I have feelings about this at the end okay okay, okay. so anyway the, the mom is like okay well let me read the story to you and all the other kids that have been Sunday school since they were born like oh gosh not again yeah. and, oh my god who doesn't know who Jesus is yeah, who but, doesn't know all the words because we've been in 15 of these yes yeah. but the, but Imogen and her brothers are just so interested in it and not only that like they keep asking questions yeah. and I will say the commenter in um, I mean, my book are keeps saying like the herdman, herdsmen are really the only people who are interested. He also says like, this was kind of funny. Um, they were talking about where they put the baby Jesus and they were trying to explain to like uh, the mom's trying to explain what the manger is and why that they were in this, in, like why they didn't stay in the hotel slash inn and why yeah. they're in the, all this stuff. And um they were like, uh, where do you put a, you know, where do you put a baby when they have no bed? And like, well, Glass didn't have a bed and we put her in a drawer. And my little commentator is like, they really don't think about safety. 
<laughs> just like, thanks, Alexander. <laughs> He's like, that's your you commentary. It was probably part of an Ikea dresser yeah, and it was that's probably not recalled. That's not safe. No, I actually wrote a comment about that too, just about that the the whole like idea of the manger is what scandalizes and upsets mm-hmm. Imogen the most. And like, she's this kid that goes around basically just beating the shit out of other kids. Mm-hmm. But there is like, you know, the narrator sort of says this, there's a good side to Imogen that yeah. obviously is like sort of peeking through because she does genuinely care about yes. like the baby Jesus and well, this whole experience. And I make, I think it makes so much sense too, because they have nothing. Yeah. You know, and just to see that they would, somebody would treat this baby that she's hearing is going to be God, you know, or Jesus. And yeah. Anyway, I thought it was really interesting too, because they were asking about King Herod because they had heard that these guys were coming to take Jesus out. Yeah. And they were very upset. They were making, they were like, we need to put him in the play and kill him. <laughs> and like, it was a very intense. Where's Michael Bay? We're going to film yeah. a sequel. <laughs> but what was even two fascinating things. First, they went to the library to do mm-hmm. research. Mm-hmm. about who Herod was and what happened to him. And they were very disappointed that he didn't die a painful death. Yeah. And the second thing that cracked me up and it said that, um, so the narrator's talking about them being at the library. And she said, I thought Imogene probably wanted to get one of the dirty books out of the basement, which is where <laughs> they keep them. But nobody knew, nobody would let her. There's a big chain across the stairs to the basement. And I'm like, what public library has like a porn collection in the basement for checkout? Not not the Bennett Public Library where I grew up. Uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> just the fact the kids think there's a dirty <laughs> section in the library. It's probably just like some Harlequin romances. Uh, <laughs> it's I don't know what it is, but I was just like I can't imagine going to the library. Like, Here's um section you know one thousand and two pornography like I, when we went to japan there was the over 18 section in oh. the like we went to like a basically like a borders books but like mm. the japanese version and they're you know they had all the anime they had all the oh, manga yeah. all the little books they had like dvds kevin just wanted to like walk around and see which was kind of fun uh also was like right at the time that like the new zelda game was coming yeah, out yeah, yeah, Tears yeah. of the kingdom and we were walking around and then there was like a weird little like opening in the shelves and it had the same thing it had like a chain and it was mm-hmm. like over 18 and it had it both in Japanese and English uh-huh. and I was like oh these are the these sexy, are the sexy anime <laughs> I remember growing up there was this uh, D- DVD store no it was a VHS movie store called Porters and we would go into grit- <laughs> went our VHS's and they had this little curtained off room mm-hmm. and sometimes you could just see peek your face in and there'd be some dude in there and there's just like what's that? And I'll never forget when I was like, maybe like I was in high school, but we were like maybe seniors. So some of us were 18 and I went in there to get a movie and there was one of my high school friends was in like the porno section. I was just like, oh, really? Just Scandalous. Just copy of Backdoor Slits 9. Well, you know, <laughs> number one through seven was just so good. Eight, not so much. But, but he's but, had uh, high hopes for back. You know what that's from, right? It's South Park. Uh, oh, no, I don't know that. It's I don't know so South Park. Park. Yeah, so yeah, sorry. It's the, it's so sorry. The movie that Randy checks out. Anyway, back to our nine. So the story continues. The, the herdsmen are really the only ones that are even yeah. interested in being in this play. The rest of the kids are actually kind of moderately annoyed. Yeah. They're just like, ugh, this again, trash. It's not going well still. Like, all no. of the rehearsals are kind of horrible. You no, know, things keep going wrong left and right. And even, like, up to the last, the last rehearsal is just, like, absolute... Garbage. Well, there was like, 
so uh, the women are cooking for some event and they're so afraid that the, the herdsmen are going to mess it up. And uh, Imogene's in the, <laughs> Imogene is in the like bathroom is smoking up a storm. And one of the older ladies goes in and it smells smoke. She's like, smoke! And calls the fire department, which then everybody evacuates the building. And then the fire, it, then something does go up in smoke. There are apple spice cakes that they were making for... <sighs> the, the, the kicker about this is like cigar smoke does not smell like shit is burning smoke. Mm-hmm. It's like a little aromatic. What yeah. are they doing? It's like you've never smelled anything like that. Like, was, come on. There was like a level of like, oh, everybody expected this to go bad and somebody found the thing that kind of went bad. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> another point, the part where they have to, they're trying to find a baby. Oh, God. <laughs> well, somebody had volunteered their their baby to be baby Jesus. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? On second thought, let me let me take that back. Well, so, and then they, they went on the hunt for the baby oh and they gosh. finally found like the foster baby, but he got adopted and it oh wasn't my gosh, okay. That was so trash. <laughs> it wasn't okay to ask for him back for a few like hours. I was like, I cannot even believe that. It was ho- so horrible. And then Imogen's yes. like, I can just get us a baby. Don't worry about it. Yeah. There's always a couple babies outside the mini mart. Outside the A&P. Yeah. A- Which I was like, uh, are we in Denmark? Because I feel like even in the 70s, people didn't leave their babies out, right? I don't Maybe. know. I don't this know. is the land of feral children. So who it's the true. heck knows? Nobody's, nobody's watching. Yeah. This is very like Big Lebowski. Like, you want a baby? I can get you a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Well. She's scandalized about putting a baby in the manger, but she's more than happy to steal a baby. baby. Absolutely. So they decide to go with a doll, which was a good choice. Yeah. So we're they've gotten through all the rehearsals. Dress rehearsal was a a debacle. And the mom, I think, is a little bit concerned that this is not going to be the best Christmas pageant. Yeah. And um, but 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 it goes off. They they get it together and it's kind of a surprise. Yeah. I mean, even like somebody comes up to her at some point and says, Oh, you know, do you wanna do we wanna cancel? Do we oh, wanna yeah. Yeah, th- that's the after pastor. the fire? Yeah. yeah, the pastor's finally like, it's well, not gonna be good. Alice comes up with her list of all the things. Like they talk about sexy thing and underwear and they smoke all the time and you know, I think they're stealing and doing this, this and this. She threatened to steal a baby from outside of many marks. Like, these are horrible people. We should not have them at church because that's not what church is about. Yeah, it's not taking people about, it's not about taking care of people in the community. No, it's about showing up in your best clothes with your $200 Pandora charm (laughs) bracelet and showing everybody else what a good person you are. Yeah. So the this this pageant is set up to be an absolute freaking disaster. Yeah. And so the church people come. It is the day of the pageant. And it kind of, it starts off like, okay. And all of a sudden there's a shift. Yeah. You know, Imogen, Imogene, right? Sorry, my cocktail Not, just Imog- hit. Imogen Heap. Who's Imogen what, Heap? What you say? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, she's, she's, no, I think it's Imogene. I think that because the kids are always kind of dirty and yeah. grungy looking. And, and somebody in the movie, they make a point to say they look like refugees. And the mom's face lights up like, oh, yeah. my gosh, this is actually like turns out what this is about. <laughs> Mary and Joseph were technically refugees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although in the book, it talks about Mary being so pink and white. And I was like. Hmm. No, but I think they actually kind of turn that on its head, right? Because that's the comparison that yes. they say when they make, when they say, well, Alice, when yes. they think about Mary. That's true. It's when Alice and is is trying to show that she, you know, with her glistening mm-hmm. eyeballs or whatever the hell, <laughs> her eyelids and her glitter and whatever, you know, she looks so pink and white, like the image of Mary. But then even the narrator, you know, 
sort of personifies the shift going from, oh, you know, we 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 want this pink and, and pretty and scrubbed white, you know, Mary to like, this is a Mary that just cares about her baby mm-hmm. and just wants safety. Mm-hmm. Warmth is like on a journey. No one looks good while they're traveling. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks like trash. Mm-hmm. So it, yes, uh, yes, I I agree. I think I they make this that, like yeah. nice shift. I think I think the yeah. pink and white is a I'm little. I'm always bit, a little bit like oh yeah but, no hun- yeah hundred yeah, yeah. percent. But um, but I get I get it I get yeah. it. I'm there now kind of. Uh, what I really liked is like so Imogen and her brother walk in Mary and Joseph and Imogen takes the little baby and she's patting it on the back and Alice is up in the you know with the angels oh like, my god how could babies she, get colic like oh, you would never burnt baby Jesus Ugh. but like it just the whole audience just shifts and it's like she cared for this little doll like it was Jesus and they put it in the manger and it was like a whole moment. It was beautiful. And then, and then you know, we kind of have like the debacle of like the little sheep coming in and the whatever. And yeah. then the wise men come in and, you know, they were really like adamant when um, they were talking about their gifts. Like, what is this crappy gift? Like, what yeah. is this? And they, instead of bringing like the, the gifts that they were supposed to bring, they brought in a ham. Yeah. And they were like, where did they get this ham? And it was from their welfare basket for Christmas. Yeah. It was probably the nicest thing in their basket. And Absolutely. they brought the nicest thing from their basket to share, you yes. know. Christmas, pa- Christmas pageant so and refused sweet. to take it home. Refused, like absolutely yeah. not. And I was just like, it was so touching. Like, yeah. and in the movie, one of the brothers is going to get, he's a little bit late to the plate because he's getting the ham. And he's like, I can't believe they would give him these crappy gifts. Like he needs something. It was just so yeah. sweet. Well, it's like the, it's like the, there's like a biblical story about this, about the old woman that only gives like a yeah. little bit of money and everybody's like, oh, yeah. how could she only give so much money? And then, you know, Jesus makes the point of like, this is in her life. This is like the most she can give. Mm -hmm. And so that's honestly the kindest gift that's better than, you know, whatever, you know, great shows of, Mm -hmm. you know, excess and and wealth that you've shown Mm -hmm. because like uh, as a percentage, this is a huge chunk of her livelihood. And it's the same with the ham. Yeah. The ham is a huge chunk of their livelihood. Huge. And it just goes to show, I mean, again, they've done research. They have like taken time. Uh, and Jean's been very like, everybody be quiet and pay attention and do the thing. And, and, and there's this moment where she's just holding the baby Jesus so still and quiet. And there's like a tear that's like going she down her face. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And then, and then it's time for the angel to come in and little Gladys, their little sister. She's like running up to people in the aisles, like, like, Hey, <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that was like it was so, so cute. cute. It yeah. was so cute. And so. Hey child's born unto you <laughs> yeah and she's going off and um it was just great and then yeah they, the whole group like they were singing songs throughout this but at the end everybody sings silent night and it's just this m- moment where it's like the whole community comes together yeah. and it's like it's it's i wouldn't say they accepted them but like even after the they're like uh after it's finished they're like oh my gosh that was the best pageant ever i don't yeah. know something was just different this year it was like a very real thing i so when i went through long time ago when I went through uh, confirmation classes, one of the things they talked about a lot, I got confirmed when I married my husband in the Catholic church. One of the things they talked about a lot was, you know, and you know, full disclosure, I've got issues, but (laughs) I've got issues, but you know, I have my challenges here. But one of the things that I always appreciated is that they would always talk about Jesus as uh, fully, fully human and fully divine. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things that the whole audience is taken by is the very human story of the nativity. Mm -hmm. And that's like what the, what, the kids, you know, these these dirty refugee looking kids, which it sounds awful to say that, but like just, you know, these these kids 
that don't fit the mold of the shiny mm-hmm. pink blonde you know jesus are, are really actually personifying the nativity in a mm-hmm. way and, and giving them sort of new meaning to it it's yeah. really beautiful it's a, i mean it was way deeper than i thought it was gonna be but it's so good i i feel like that was one of the things that i was sort of struck by so i read this as you know i'm reading this as an adult and thinking of all like all of these lessons that i've had in you know in my like confirmation and things mm-hmm. like that and just thinking what a beautiful adult story this is mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. like i just wonder what you take from it as a kid like mm-hmm. you know if there, i think there's levels to it it's kind of pretty oh yeah when when i rewatched the movie it was like i was watching it with my kids eyes like my yeah because it brought, invoked all the feelings i would have back then and i i i mean i just don't want to sound like you know i'm tough but i yeah. did like get weepy at a couple points because as a kid it overwhelmed me the i mean even as a kid i recognized that they didn't have a lot and the fact that they gave the ham the fact yeah. that she was so gentle the fact that she like it just it really hit home uh, I re- you know especially the fact that they didn't take it back yeah. especially the fact that like well they did take one thing Imogen took the picture of Mary which yeah. I thought was very telling and I just like I'm not going to read the other books because I just want to keep this pure but in my head I'm like oh I wonder what her life ended up being and I yeah. wonder how did this moment not impact her in like a spiritual way but just impact her in a way that was like oh there are people that you know, I think she just saw so much of herself in Mary. Yeah. And I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah. She had sort of a connection just to a figure, like a mother figure yeah. or a, you know, a parental figure in some yeah. sense, or at least just a, you know, a life figure. Mm-hmm. I also think that the, I, I think you see the growth in the kids, the Herdman kids, but I think you also see the growth in the narrator. Absolutely. The, I wrote at one point, I wrote the narrator is a gem. Like mm-hmm. she, there's a point where Alice is being a little turd burglar about, you know, I think it's about the wise men. And she, the, Alice is like, the wise men aren't supposed to stay because, you know, the, the, oh, so the, yeah. the Herdman boys are playing the wise men and they're sort of transfixed by this beautiful scene and they sort mm-hmm. of sit. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to leave to show that, the, oh, and then they went another way, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And the Alice sort of complains about this and says, oh, they didn't do the thing they were supposed to do. And the narrator basically tells her, shut up. They just come this long way. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to sit. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you can imagine, you know, you've traveled all this way to see something that like this, this, this holy child, you know, like, like the last thing you're going to do is be like, all right, done. Peace. Bye. Here's your gold. Here's your ham. <laughs> here's your frankincense. Enjoy. Here's some myrrh. Uh, bye. <laughs> you know, and yeah. they like stayed and they, they took in the moment and they, you know. They they sat and, and sort of, you know, paid homage to. Yeah, I think I bet it was really amazing to see their sister in that light, too, because yeah. it's the oldest sister. She's probably the one that's taking the most care of them. And uh, just to see her just beautiful and and calm and in her space and but, place. But still human with a crooked veil. veil yes, right? that yes. was, I thought that was cute. I liked it. I thought I it, was, it was really cute. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think it's like one of the most perfect well, I'll say this, it, you know, again, it does run heavily Christian, yeah, whatever, sure. but, but Christmas, you know, but it is a great Christmas book. Like I would, if I had kids, I would read this with them at Christmas. A hundred percent. I, so there were parts I actually laughed out loud because I was just giggling at like, mm-hmm. you know, the baby angels whacking each other yes. in the face with the wings. Cause I'm just imagining all these like toddlers and children mm-hmm. with these wings, like not having any body awareness mm-hmm. and just smacking into each other. But when I got to the end, I was like, oh yes, this is the true, this is the true story of the nativity mm-hmm. is like acceptance of these this these outsiders yeah basically yeah and i think this book really person i i beth i think this is might be 
<laughs> my favorite book we've read. Oh, yay! I really like this yeah. one. I, I would think, absolutely read this to children. I, and I think you're going to love the movie because like, yeah. not all movies capture it, but the movie captures the book, which is shocking for an 80s made for a TV movie that was really like the catalyst for Loretta Swift. I don't know if you know her. I think she was married to Burt Reynolds at some point or something or did... TV I'm going to have to Google her. Yeah, I like I I saw her face. I'm like, yeah, you're like the classic 80s mom that was in a ton of stuff. I just oh, don't okay. know what you do now. Yeah. Um, I did was, Google the other lady that came from it. Oh, Faruja. Uh, Faruja Balk, which she was in. I, I talked yeah. about her. She's in The Craft. Yes. She's in The Worst Switch Ever. I knew she's, her from The Craft. She is so good. Yeah. Which we are going to have to watch some of her works because she, she was in um, The Return to Oz. Oh. Which is like a terrifying tale of the Wizard of Oz. Like, if you want to be scared, watch that. It is like the no. Oz on crack. It I, is. I do. What if I don't want to be scared? You should still watch it once okay. because it is like this was made for children. What? Oh, yeah, it's so good. No, okay. Um, it's really good. But I don't know. I think that this. I'm gonna give this one because I loved it so much. I'm gonna give it like. Five gingerbread houses with all the trimmings oh, nice. and a giant ham, even though I'm vegetarian, because it was just so good. Yeah. I uh, 10 out of 10, do you hear what I hear? Oh, hear, hear yeah. And everything. I thought this was just so cute. the best. I really did like it. Yeah. I, there are some of these books are just such a damn slog. And mm -hmm. I, I say that like I love doing this. This one was like truly a joy. Yeah. I wish I had like read it in some sense slower because yeah. it was just like so nice to take in yeah i yeah it was just really good it's a yummy yeah. book so yay to that yeah so i'm gonna ask you a quick holiday question uh, when you were a kid growing up what yeah. was like something on your christmas wish list that you never got or that you just really wanted or maybe you got it oh no i'll tell you I wanted a pink Power Rangers outfit oh. so freaking bad. I asked for it every year. Mm. And so I it, it was like the little like onesie that the oh, Power yeah, Rangers yeah. wore. Oh, God, I wanted it. And then we would always watch the Power Rangers movie and we found like a ring that oh, had a gosh. purple. And there's like the in the Power Rangers movie, they all like they get their little colorful rings and then they sit there and they like, you know, close their eyes and they're like, oh, you know, just mm -hmm. thinking about stuff. And then they become the Power Rangers and I always put on that purple one and hope to become the purple Power oh, Ranger. Obviously so never happened. Uh, but yeah, pink Power Ranger mm -hmm. outfit. I wanted it so bad. I got a Power Ranger Barbie one year, but I wanted the outfit. Mm. I was a pretty chonky little kid, though. I probably wouldn't have fit in the outfit. So. Oh, I always wanted a dollhouse, like a miniature dollhouse. Like like, like a Barbie one? No, like miniatures. Like oh. with like where you... I always yeah. wanted to make one. Um, and then my friend had... I went to my friend's... Like, it, it's yeah. always hard when you have a friend sometimes that has yeah. a lot of money and gets everything. And Hundred, Yeah. yeah so she had this beautiful miniature dollhouse and I was just like enamored. Like I just couldn't. So... Um, I think my gift to myself soon is going to be like a dollhouse do making my own miniature mm -hmm. vignettes or dollhouses or something. We I used to love that section mm -hmm. of the of the craft store. Yep. But the uh, my, we found one in like oh. my grandparents barn. Oh, gosh. I, it, like I think somebody had lived there and had like just stored it away or something and never took it. So we used to play with it with like rocks. We didn't have actual oh. dolls. We just took rocks because we were... <laughs> Little feral kids, <laughs> little, little dirty little feral kids oh, out running gosh, around and playing in the dollhouse. But no, I I think that's actually like really cool. Kev's grandma had the dollhouse. Her grandmother had come. Oh my gosh! From Nuremberg, Germany. With oh my gosh, she still had it, and I think it ended up going to the uh, 
Fort Collins, like, uh, historical oh, wow. society. Because it was, like, this German dollhouse from, like, the 1860s. That's incredible. It was beautiful. Ugh. So speaking of beautiful, well, I might be speaking too soon. We have a book for January we want to share. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. So I think, I mean, I recall it being beautiful. This is Sam's beautiful. pick. I've never heard of it. It's called Siddhartha oh. by Hermann Hesse. Yeah. And it's a German author, but he, it's translated. Uh, it, we had to read it in high school and I really loved it and we'll see if it holds up. Yeah. I'm ex- kind of excited. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we're we're going to drop our reading list for this year. It's kind of amazing. It's yeah. a really good mix of like... It's going to be a shift in religions because it's about... Uh, hey, I'm all about it's, that. It's going to Buddhism. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I, th- I think that 2024, I'm super excited about for Boozy Book Reports. I'm very excited about... I think we have some really cool stuff planned and... I hope everybody just joins us for the ride. Yeah. yeah. That means if we're uh, we're dropping the book list, people can uh, purchase ahead if they ahead, want yes. and uh, read along with us and yeah. come, uh, you know, come prepared to class. <laughs> <laughs> if you're enjoying Boozy Brook Reports and would like to support the show, you can share episodes with your friends and family, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Boozy Book Report, or leave us a positive review and rating, all which help us to grow. Our theme music was created by the Finley Ghost. Check out their latest album now. Thank you and happy reading.